Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Okay, hello everyone. This is Mike Cleveland and I'm here on the west coast of the United States talking with a new friend today, Mark from uh, England. And Mark, it's so good to see you. Thanks for taking a few minutes of your time and joining me. That's okay. And how are you doing? Yeah, good. Very well, thank you. Had a nice day. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to talk with you. I saw your testimony here. We talked earlier uh, together and I saw your testimony and I appreciate so much the work that God is doing in your heart and life. And uh, we've, I guess, sort of known each other or about each other for quite some time. Or was mm. it back in, in the early 2000s, you said? Mm, yeah, years ago. Yeah, probably nearly 20 years since I first heard of Setting Captives Free. Well, you and I have gotten a little older, but yeah, hopefully... <laughs> a bit more gray hair up here now. <laughs> hey, at least you at least you still have some. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Well, I appreciated so much your story, um, and this is a chance for you to share it. We always like to frame our discussions yeah. uh, in the Word of God, so you and I have agreed to look together at, Re- at Revelation chapter yeah. one. And yeah. so let's just uh, let's just start here in verse in verse four, and then uh, we'll use this as kind of as a jumping off point. Mark, you can share your your yeah. story, but. Uh, John here writes to the seven churches in the province of Asia, and he says, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Uh, And Mark, look at this next phrase and just tell me your thoughts on it. Mm. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. As you look at that, what are your initial thoughts on that, Mark? Well, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. You know, Jesus loves us so much that he knows that we're going to do things that will offend him and God. But he loves us anyway. And he gave he gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we can be free from our sins. And yes. as somebody like me, who's who's struggled with habitual sins like homosexuality, pornography, drinking, all these things, it's amazing to know that there is actually freedom. Because if you go to somewhere like Alcoholics Anonymous or even Sexaholics Anonymous, they don't actually free you. They just help you control it. And there's a right. big difference. And that's what Jesus is offering us. That is so well said, because the world will tell you that once an addict, always an addict. And a, yeah, exactly. And an addict is simply a debt slave. So, yeah. Mark, you and I are going to be debt slaves the rest of our lives. Yeah. No, not. No, the debt was paid at Calvary. You yeah. and I owe nothing. We have no burden of guilt on us anymore. Mm. It's all yeah. taken off of us. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what you said about we who've, who've struggled with habitual sin, which is everybody. Um, but, you know, for me, it began like in my 
in my early teens and even younger, I can think about being exposed to pornography as a young child. So it started very young, kind of uh, initially, you know, opened me up to that whole world. And I just sort of over many years went darker and deeper and, and got worse and worse. Um, just share your story briefly about that. What age do you think you were when you got exposed and how did, um, where did it take you? Yeah, well, I wasn't I wasn't that young when I first started getting into porn. I mean, I think like a lot of children growing up, we found some magazines that belonged to our father and yeah. had a look and thought, oh, this is a bit naughty, you know. Um, right. But I didn't get involved in what I'd call, you know, hardcore pornography till I was in my late teens um, and, and I'd already become sexually active. So, you know, but but regarding other parts of my life, I mean, I was, um, I suppose, corrupted is the right word by yeah. an older boy yeah. when I was younger who got okay. me to do stuff which I shouldn't have done. And, yeah. you know, that kind of pushed me down a path which I didn't really want to go down. And, you know, and then years later, after relationships and involvement with other men, I realised that actually this wasn't what God wanted for my life. He wanted me to be pure. I mean, I'm not saying he wants to convert me into a uh, into a red-blooded heterosexual, but he doesn't want me to, to live a, a homosexual lifestyle. And so for me, that was what the fight was. Um, and it's taken a long time. And even now... I still have to be careful because I can still be tempted by a good looking guy that walks past on the street or friends that sort of try and get me to go to clubs and bars, which I shouldn't go to, you know, so it's yeah, still a yeah. daily, daily battle. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, while you were, were younger and being exposed by this older uh, boy to this kind of stuff, um, mm -hmm. were you a professing Christian at this, at that time or, or how did that come? Well, out? You know, I've, I've, I've gone through this in my head a, a million times because I often wanted to know who came first, God or the homosexuality. And if I'm absolutely honest, I was exposed to homosexuality before I became a Christian. Uh, okay, I've got yeah. it written in my Bible. that I became a Christian aged 13. But I know for a fact that I was induced into homosexual activity when I was about 11 so that came first, um, which probably makes quite a difference because obviously that seed had already been sowed by the time I became a Christian. So this was something else that God had to correct in me, had to change in me. And it took him a, a good number of years. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is with me, too. Um, you know, and I think, Mark, as you as you look at this verse to him who loves us, isn't that what we were looking for? Kind of like the song says, in all the wrong places. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I was. But here we see that real love comes from him who laid his life down for us. What, yeah. what has that message done for you personally, that you have someone who truly loves you and gave his life? Yeah. Well, that's amazing because as a Grow as a, as a as an adolescent and then as a young adult, I think like most people, what I was looking for was I was looking for that guy who was going to completely love me and look after me and take care of me and be wonderful to me. And of course, right. that guy doesn't exist because no man is perfect. 
Right. Um, and this would be the same if you were heterosexual, if you were a man looking for a woman who was totally devoted to you. Uh, unfortunately, all women are, are flawed as well and right. probably wouldn't find the perfect woman. So I was looking for the perfect person and they didn't exist. Um, now, once I thought about things from God's point of view, I realised that actually, you know, God had, what does it say here? God freed us from our sins by his blood. So literally, he was prepared to go to the cross and die just so that we could feel loved and be forgiven for the mistakes we made. And that just blows me away. And I think once I had that fact crept in my head, I thought, do you know what? Whatever it costs, I need to live a life worthy of Jesus Christ because he's done so much for me. So I can never repay the debt. You know, it's grace. It was a free gift. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that's made, had such an impact on my life. And it's enabled me to live a life now worthy of Jesus Christ and a life that none of my friends would have ever thought I could do. You know, my friends say, you can't possibly go without having sex. You can't possibly go without being in a relationship. I said, I can because I've got the perfect relationship with Jesus Christ. That is powerful. I mean, think about how the world looks at you and I as not being able to overcome, as always going to be stuck, as always going to be in bondage. And what yeah. you just described is power. You know, yeah. it takes more power spiritually to rescue us and bring us out of this. Yeah. And you just described it perfectly. And, and Mark, I love how you said it's because you now have the relationship that you were looking for. You, you, you found the perfect man, right? We, yeah, we, found, exactly. we found the God man. Yeah, uh, exactly. And because of that, it's like he pushes out all the other, you know, thoughts and exactly. desires and all of that stuff. It yeah. I mean, it's not easy and it's not an instant yeah. fix. You know, we still yeah. have to, we still have to make a decision every day to walk with Christ and to do the right thing, because believe you me, it's very easy to slip back into old habits. Yes. Um, but we know that it is possible. And I think that possibility means that by prayer and by um, submitting to the spirit and submitting to Jesus Christ, we can, we can live that life that is worthy of him. Yes. Uh, I appreciate that because Jesus was tempted too. So we're not talking about being free from temptation. We're talking no. about free from bondage uh, to yeah. the sin. One, one of the versions, I don't remember which it is, but it describes this verse as to him who loved us and washed us from our yeah. sins by his blood. And I, I like to think about that mark at the cross our sin that made us dirty and defiled was washed away from us. Mm. Um, our, our slate was cleaned. We, uh, we no longer have this defiling aspect of sin on us. It was taken mm. off and, and died with Jesus. What, what do you think about when you think about that? What does it do for you personally? Well, I mean, it blows me away. I mean, it always has done. And I think that one thing that we can do to really anchor our life in Christ is by being continually grateful and full of praise for what God has done. You know, I mean, when I think what my life used to be like 20 years ago and how sorrowful I was and how upset I was and how ashamed I was of the things that I was doing on a regular basis, that 
you know, to be in a position now where, okay, I, like I said, I'm not perfect and I will fail, but, sure. um, you know, I'm in a position which I never thought was possible. Um, mm -hmm. And I think as long as we commit to Christ and we follow Christ and we lay down the things that are not of God, then, you know, it, it's, um, it just makes a complete, it puts our life in a complete 180, doesn't it? It just turns it right round. It sure has for me. What you're describing yeah. right there yeah. has happened exactly to me as well yeah. as you. Um, and I just love it. it it's, yeah. it, it's, I'm happy now. Yeah, me too. I'm, me too. I'm free, right? We're free, yeah, Mark. Yeah. Freed us from our sins. Absolutely. And freedom that. is an amazing thing. When you think about it, most people in the world, men or women, what they really desire in their heart is freedom. Now, whether yeah. that means freedom to do what they want or maybe they've been imprisoned and they want to be physically free or maybe they've just been caught up with addictions and bad behavior and they want to be free you know most alcoholics will tell you they'd give anything to be free from alcoholism and yet all they do is they go on 12-step programs like um alcoholics anonymous which aren't based on um aren't based on the bible aren't based on faith and 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 they fail, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I know people do get free, but on the whole programs like that fail because they're not, they're not biblical. They're, they're just, they're man's efforts to, to change. And as you know, yeah. man's efforts are nowhere near as God, good as God's efforts when it comes <laughs> to change. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's good to see you smiling and laughing. I, I remember for years being <clears throat> enslaved and I never, I never had a smile. If, or no. if, I, if I did, it was painted on, you know, yeah fake um but you know if, if you look at the next verse and, and we'll kind of bring this to a close mark with this but yep. um, he didn't only set us free for us you and i to sit around and say "Woo, we're you know we're free and and that's great and good as that is but we have a role to play we have ministry to do and uh, yeah. what's your do, do you have verse six do you want to read that there yeah, it says here, and has made us to be kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Um, you even mentioned to me right now about serving, serving your mother, uh, taking care of her, loving yeah. her, giving to her, you know, and, and you have a, a wider uh, even ministry, you know, to, to the friends that you talked about and to yeah. others. Um, what does what does this mean to you that he has made us to be a kingdom and priest? You're a priest, Mark. <laughs> I'm a yeah. priest uh, yeah. to serve God. We're here yeah. to serve Him. What does that mean to you? Um, well, I mean it's amazing, and I mean I I, I mean I, I I'm the first one to say that I'm not a natural evangelist. I'm not someone who you'll find out on street corners um, with a Bible in his hands preaching to them. <laughs> passers by but yeah I have been used by God with my friends and family and already you know I know people look to see how I deal with situations how I react if I if I walk the walk you know I, it's a one thing saying you're a Christian but if you don't behave like one then you're you're shaming God and 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 thankfully I'm not doing that at the moment and I think God is using me like he's using you you know and um that's great. I mean, we've all got a ministry. And like I said, even if I'm not a natural evangelist, I can still I can still hold up the name of Jesus amongst my friends and family, which is 
which is great. Amen. It's great. It's absolutely great uh, because we're set free to serve. And this is what this verse tells yeah. us right here. And I'm, I'm just going to close with verse seven. And he's quoting yeah. here from Zechariah, but he says, yeah. um, look, he's coming with the clouds. And, and so yeah. it reminds us that he came the first time to bear sin in his yeah. own body. He's coming the second time to bring salvation to us. Yeah. Look, He's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. So he's calling us again to look at the cross, to remember the suffering. Yeah. He's pierced for our transgressions and wounded uh, and died for us. And all the people on earth will mourn because of him. The cross of Christ gives us this godly sorrow where we're mourning over the fact that he died in our place he he actually went so far as shedding his blood and being pierced on a cross yeah us. but mark that is true love yeah uh, you and i would never find love like this mm. where, where someone would be pierced mm. uh, for us what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean it's just amazing i mean it, it, I, i've been a christian for 40 odd years but it still blows me away when i think what lengths God went to to redeem us and to, to win us back from Satan's grip, you know. And, and I think as you get older and you become more experienced as a Christian, I think it has an effect because you think to yourself, well, look, I don't want to keep sinning because I don't want to have to keep calling, you know, keep relying on the forgiveness of Jesus. I know it's always there, yeah, but yeah. As, you, as you mature as a Christian, you want to do less that offends him. Yes. And, want to do more to show his love and I think that's how we change because we change from the inside out don't we yes exactly rather than the outside in um and so Mark as we bring this to a close somebody's mm. listening right now and they are stuck they're mm. wishing they could be free they're listening to you and I going man if I could only have that if I you know, and, and we're, not, we're not saying we're perfect. You haven't claimed to be, neither have I. But what we're saying is we've been freed from yeah. our sins by his yeah. blood. What yeah. would you say to them right now? How can the cross of Christ, because you admitted, and I've admitted that the programs of man and uh, human wisdom doesn't have power to uh, release us. No. What would you say to them right now? Um. I would say that, you know, look at us, look at those that have believed and look at the effect that the Gospels had on our lives and believe that that can be the same for you. Um, you know, Jesus hasn't got any favourites. Jesus loves everybody the same. He wants to see everybody come to salvation. So, you know, my my comment to somebody watching this now who says, oh, that's all well and good you saying that, but I'll never be free. Don't say you'll never be free because freedom is possible. And when you think how much you've been loved, then it becomes it's not a high price to pay. You know, it's it, just like we love our earthly family and friends. We don't find it hardship to be nice to people we love. We want to be nice to people we love. And it's the same with Jesus. And he was so nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he went so far. And yeah, absolutely, blood, he set us free and rescued us. Yeah. Mark, this is going to encourage 
a lot of people. I hope so. Well, because they've been taught that, you know, there is no freedom. Uh, we were born this way. We mm. can't, there's, I, I love Paul's statement in first Corinthians six, and he lists all those sins that we think, you know, we were born with and that we can never mm. be free mm. from. And he says, but such were some of you. Yeah. Uh, in other words, you used to be that, yeah. but now you've been washed. Yeah, um, exactly. Been justified. Exactly. You've been sanctified. And so there is freedom. And I appreciate so much talking with you. And uh, All right. thank you so much for your time. And is there that's fine? That's my pleasure, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, just to thank the ministry, really. I mean, like I said, I've been connected with SCF for probably best part of 15 years, and it's been a real blessing. And, you know, just thank you. And and, and just to encourage people that might be watching this, that if they have problems with certain issues, to, to go to the website, to look up the courses, to get a mentor and to, and to deal with it because Jesus is, is, is longing to bring you freedom. I love it. Thank you All so right. much, Mark. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.